Hey everybody, thanks for joining us today. This is Featherfall Tabletop, and we are going out of character here. We're going to talk about some Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. We're going to go through some character options and the, the customizing origins. Uh, but before we do that, let's hit some sponsors, right? We got some sponsors down below. You can find Found Familiar Coffee. They are doing their Christmas holiday orders. So if you want to get coffee for the holidays, make sure you get your orders in now. They're going fast, filling up quick. Uh, so, but use code FEATHERFALL at checkout to save yourself 10% on those orders. Uh, get them now while they're hot. Also, there's Skull Splitter Dice down below. Uh, link down below. Use code FEATHERFALL at checkout for another 10% off. Um, their, their turnaround on shipping is really quick. But I imagine it'll be kind of a little impeded by the holidays and, and or COVID. So, uh, check, check out those sponsors down below. Thank you again, sponsors for being part of our community and helping us out. So, like I said, we are, we are talking about the character options. This is the opening of Tasha's cauldron of everything. And I think this is giving something to a lot of players that may have been the, the racial choices and character choices were kind of limited and this is opening it up. And I think in a, in a game run by long seasoned vets, you're kind of already okay with some of the stuff that's in here. And I'm thinking for newer players that may be uh, hamstrung by rules, this is allowing you to open those rules up and and kind of uh, play whatever you want. Like, Because some of the racial traits kind of limit certain races playing certain classes. And I think this takes that away. Allows you to open that up and and play anything you really want. So I, I think this is a good addition, and I'm glad it's here. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. So the first thing is, <clears throat> at first level, you get to customize your character's origin by uh, kind of shuffling around some traits, some racial traits, like your ability scores, your uh, your opening ability scores, and your uh, class and your background. So I'll, I'll read some of the text here, and then we'll we'll kind of break it down and what that means. So at first level, you choose various aspects of your character, including ability scores, race, class, background. I think that's just the general knowledge of building a character, right? Here's step one. Together, these elements help paint a picture of your character's origin and give the ability to create many different types of characters. Despite that versatility, a typical character race in D&D includes little or no choice, a lack that can make it difficult to realize certain character concepts. And I think that's what my opening was talking about is certain character concepts can't they can happen, but they're kind of broken characters in, in a kind of reversal way, not in a good way. Not, they're more of the min than the max, right? So this subsection addresses that lack by adding choice to your character's race, allowing you to customize your ability scores, languages, and proficiencies to fit an origin you have in mind for your character. So character race in the game represents your character's fantasy species combined with certain cultural assumptions. The following options step outside those assumptions to pave the way for truly unique characters. So I, I, I think it's great. And in, you know, even reading the, the Twitch chat that we have going, um, it, it, it allows a lot. <laughs> so so you could you could talk about the min maxing and how it, it optimizes that. But it really doesn't because it. I agree with what was said. Everything is already there. So that min max is already there. If you wanted to be good, you're going to pick this race to go with this class always because you get the, yeah. you get the bonuses. Um, not only does it allow that to open up. So in, in the, in the amount of games that you and I have played together, there have been a few awkward characters and 
you know, when we talk about like somebody wanting to play a smart barbarian, it, it doesn't happen very often. So yes, that's there anyways. It just lets you change it around. It gives you the, it gives you more flexibility than what was there before. And, and it, I, I think you look at the, so there's a lot of debate about this. There's a lot of either one side of the fence or the other in the fact that racial bonuses shouldn't be taken as like a, a overtly like racist act. Um, and, and what, what that means is, you know, only orcs can be strong or what, whatever. Right. So uh, this eliminates that. So you can still play by the raw rule set written in, in the original guide. Great. Cool. You know, you could do that or it just eliminates it and you can do whatever you want with whatever, whatever race and whatever class you want to. It, it, it makes it so you're not hamstrung to that. And, and it creates a little bit more open, um, concept for everybody rather yeah. than, you know, it, it, you know, seeing both yeah. sides of that fence, it did pigeonhole some people to think that, yeah, it, it is a problem. And a lot of people did think that a lot of, and I think this is wizards of the coast responding to that in a positive way, which yeah. hopefully, you know, you can, however you want to look at it, it, it is them getting better at what they do and being more inclusive in their games. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, letting you play the character you want to play. I think, it, you know, all the, the racial bonuses aside, you get to play the character you want to play. And it gets to look like what you want it to look like. It gets to be the class you want it to be. And you get to put these scores wherever you want, right? And I think that that's a plus. I think that's a, a definite addition to the game versus the, some of the pigeonholing that was there and the lack of ability to to swap that out now i said earlier if if you were playing with a seasoned kind of dm and a seasoned table that has a good uh grasp of the rules and and what what is broken and what isn't maybe you've already done this but now i I think this is it gives you a framework for newer players to come in and be able to do that so it starts with creating these characters with uh your ability score increases right each traditionally each race comes with a certain set of ability score increases. Well, this is allowing you to take those and put them wherever you want. And it doesn't, and it's, there is a limit. You can't just, you know, sprinkle them everywhere. You do have to uh, put them in an order. So for example, here in the ability score box, it says, if the ability score increase trait of your race or sub race increases your con by two and your wisdom by one, you can increase your intelligence by two and your charisma by one. So you take those same additions, but you just put them in the traits that you want. I think that's great. Is that going to break a character? No. Like, is that going to um, just inherently just break a character, being able to put these wherever you want? This is an open question to you, Bob. I'm... I, no, I don't think so. Uh, if you're going to break a character, you're going to break a character anyways. With 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 the sheer <laughs> number of yeah. feats, with the sheer number of other things, it in all honesty, for me, as I play, race doesn't really take anything into it. Yeah, I, I add some flair into it, but I play the character that I'm going to play no matter what. You know, and, and typically, I, I try to do it in a way that fits me as a person. So, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't go too deep into it. Um, I, I think it just allows an overall higher flexibility yeah. for people who want to play it this way or people who want to play it the min-max way. It, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't change that much because if you're going to min-max, you're going to min-max no matter what. If you mm-hmm. want to be flexible and you want to do whatever you want, you're going to see, you're going to see a greater 
diversity in, in types of characters rather than a greater increase in min-maxers. I tend to make a character that is has a flaw, that has, you know, one stat or or like <laughs> that has a hole in a hole in their game. And I, I'm interested to see. I haven't yet to make a character with these new additions. I, I would be interested to see if I still stick to that. You know, sometimes it's it's a forced flaw because I can't put the skill points where I would really want them to make that, you know, that maxed character. Um, so I just, I lean into the flaw. You'd lean into, yeah. you know, that shortcoming. And I think that makes for better gameplay anyways, but I would be interested if I could fight the urge to, from the, from, from the jump, to uh, try to break a character. Uh, it's not something I normally do, so it would definitely be um, weird for me or or out of the norm. Yeah. But so ability scores, you get a you get to put those wherever you'd like. Now, right? some of the like <clears throat> I, I did this in our Ghost of the Past campaign. I made a Goliath wizard. <laughs> I don't know why not. Who cares? I I took I took the unearthed Arcana that they came out with earlier and did that. So it, it mm. is interesting to see races that you normally see Goliath as a fighter barbarian. Right. Oh, now you have a giant ass wizard firing firebolts yeah. at you, and I think that's fun to see because you're breaking those those stereotypical norms, and you're seeing something that is not common. And I think that 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 leads for fun. That leads to fun. Yeah. It, um, so I, I think all of this just increases the amount of fun you can have. Right. And and I think it should go without saying, but we'll say it: is you can choose to use these or not. <laughs> right? You can choose to use these or not. <laughs> Um, yeah, but just like the ability scores of being able to swap those around, you can uh, swap your languages around. You know, for whatever background reasons you know, Sylvan, you can now add that to your list of languages. I think that's pretty cool. Again, that's that's more uh, role play stuff coming out there, less of a, a of a mechanic thing. So, but it's there. Again, it's it's giving you the okay. Again, if you're a newer player, it's giving you that okay. But I think one that is. Probably, I think this one's a little bit cooler than than the ability score increases is the proficiencies and being able to swap those out. Because it's not just your skill proficiencies that you can swap out. You can swap out armor and weapon and tool proficiencies as well. So you can make that that guild merchant without taking the background of guild merchant, right? You can give yourself some proficiencies in some tools and be able to then, you know, have however you want to have that come out in the game, have that come out in the game. So, like it says on the on the screen, there are some races and sub races grant proficiencies. They're usually cultural, and your character might not have any connection with that culture in question, or might have per, peru, pursued pursued different training. And I think that's cool. Like it's giving you the ability to make the character you want. You are the outcast in in whatever culture your uh, the race that you chose comes from came from. Yeah. Right, you're able to be an outcast, uh, the black sheep of the family, for whatever reason. I think that's cool. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and again, I, I think just opening up the variety and the diversity to, to just do whatever you want really adds to it. It, it. The boggling thing is, people are complaining because it changes the rules. It doesn't, dude. If you if you don't want to use Tasha's, don't use it. It's simple as that. If you mm -hmm. don't want to use the the race portion of this, don't. Yeah. And. It, it, it boggles my mind how people get upset about enhancing items. So, sorry, tangent, <laughs> back into this. Um, 
yeah, so let's let's go through some of these these swaps that you can have. So you can swap skill for skill. So you want to be you want to be a stealthy dwarf. You can be a stealthy dwarf. You can put that proficiency in any skill you want. Swapping skill for skill. Pro if you have an armor proficiency, so I'm I'm thinking about my character coming up in Avernus, and he's playing a fighter. So I have some proficiencies in armor, but I'm a turtle. I'm never going to wear armor. So it's a wasted proficiency. Now I can put that into something else, a simple or martial weapon or a tool. So I can open up my options there a little bit more instead of having that unused armor proficiency. You can uh, swap uh, your proficiency in a simple weapon to another simple weapon or tool, your martial weapons into a simple martial weapon or tool, and your tool proficiencies to another tool or simple weapon proficiency. So again, really just opening up that door for you to make that character you want. And I'm, you know, the wheels are turning. A lot of this is role play focused. I know like weapons and armor are not so much, but but like being able to pick up more tools. And, and if you pair this with Xanathar's guide, there's a ton of tool proficiency guides in there that tells you the things that you can do. And if you come across things, you can make a check. You know, it gives you, there are a lot more uh, tables in there for you to pull from. And if you have more of those tool proficiencies, which often go underutilized, I mean, to be honest, unless you're a rogue and you're using your disguise kit and your lock pick, they kind of go underutilized. So maybe if you pick more, are you going to force them into the game and, and want to use them more? I, I think so. I would. Um, in, in seeing like, you know, back to the barbarian, you don't use armor. And if you take some, you know, some races, they do have that, whatever. Um, changing that to tools is fun. I think tools are great and they are underutilized. Um, a lot of people have, have no idea what to do with them. It just opens up the diversity of a character creation. The ability to do that, it's fun for a lot of people. And the ability to just kind of swap and rearrange, it just it heightens fun. If you're out there saying that, oh, this changes all of this, okay, if you're the DM, don't allow it. If you're the DM and, and it causes you that, you that much grief, don't allow it. Simple as that. But for the, the mass majority of people, it's going to heighten their fun. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. And we want our fun to the height. Max, max fun, <laughs> max damage, <laughs> max, max character creation time. Yeah. All right, continuing on. Like, so this custom lineage is giving you the ability to kind of create your own race or create your own version of something of anything. So you're not picking a race that is in a source book. You are kind of going off off script and able to pick whatever you want. So a creature type, it has, you're a humanoid. Okay, that's open to a lot of interpretation. You determine your appearance and whether you resemble any of your kin. So again, anything. <laughs> you are small or medium. You have a base walking speed of 30. Ability score increases one ability. A score of your choice increases by two. You gain a feat of your choice for which you qualify. And then <laughs> there are, uh, is a variable trait. And I kind, I, I kind of dig this. You gain one of the following options. You can get dark vision up to 60 feet, or you can gain a proficiency in one skill of your choice. So again, options there. You got to give or take there a little bit. Languages you can speak, read, write, common, and one other language. But what I think is cool here is you're able to then be anything you want. You're not waiting for Wizards of the Coast to put out a new, that race you really wanted to play, right? You're able to, to pick it and do it and make it and, and roll with it with 
this base kind of outline of what it would look like. I don't think we need to go deep into these next uh, parts here, like changing a skill, cha changing your subclass. Um, I think that's, you know, you made a bad choice <laughs> in character creation or something you chose in character creation just isn't coming out in the game. They're giving you the framework and the, the okay to then change it, to go back and, and retcon some character creation and, and figure, figure it out. Right. And, and, and make it something that's going to be more fun. Because if you chose a proficiency that you, you're, you're 10, 10 sessions into your game and you've never used, you might want to change it, right? Yeah. And, and, and I, th I think, so the, the funny thing is, me as a DM, if, and, and I, I, we talked about this already in Descent into Avernus, I've talked about it with the 5e team that we're, or the Star Wars 5e team that we have. It, it's different. People want to try new things. If you don't like it, I, we can, we can figure out ways to, to change it, to mm -hmm. retcon it. But this gives some of those new time people, uh, maybe a DM who's picking it up for the first couple times, the thought that, oh, this is okay to do. Everything I've read in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything is, is about on par, a little bit less for me than, than Xanathar's Guide to Everything. But it just adds to it. And, and take it, leave it. If you're the DM, you have the option to allow it not allow whatever you want mm -hmm. guess what it's your game do whatever the hell you want play however you want to play but these are fun if you don't like it I, I ask you to consider thinking about it and consider is this a bad thing or is this just enhancing my player's ability to be creative is it enhancing my player's ability to really play what they want because in the end this is a game for fun and it's a game for us to play, not just the DM, right? So, right, yeah. Right. And and so everybody, this has been um, customizing your origin. Uh, you sh you see everything on the screen. If you want, pause the video, read it, take leave a comment below of what you think, how you feel these origins change the game. Be sure to check out our other Tasha's Cauldron of Everything reviews that we have going on. So, be sure to check these out. Come hang out with us on Twitch. We do these live while we're you know making content for youtube so we're over at twitch.tv slash featherfall tt 